Another episode until the internet goes away. Oh, that was a long breath. So, if you're listening to this episode randomly out of nowhere, welcome. Hello. <laughs> I'm feeling a little bit shy right now with the newcomers, but if you're binging on this episode because it's been released uh, at the same time as three other episodes, then you are a dirty piece of shit. Aww. And you're my kind of person. Nothing gives me more joy than like sweatpants on. I'm lying. Usually I don't wear pants. Minimal clothing, hair in a bun, with my glasses on. That's when you're the prettiest. I hope that you don't take it. Okay, can I keep up the train of thought? <clears throat> No, no clothes. Watching a show that has like 30 seasons and they all slap and just like a room full of snacks. And for the first time, I don't mean sexy people that I want to fuck. Aww. I mean like proper, just chowdo, little bit maboyu, little bit sesame seed crackers. Man. That is the life. And that had absolutely nothing to do with today's episode. This is what's gonna go down. I feel like since I hadn't released an episode since April, we've missed out on so much of the celeb hot goss, and you know how much I love it when rich people, rich white people, rich white people that are good at one thing and had a lot of money because of it, rich white people that had a lot of machinga, they, when they suffer. I like it when they suffer. I like it when there's a lot of drama. I like it when I get to sip the tea. I like it when it's piping hot. Also, before we jump into that, speaking of piping hot, are you one of those people that can take a cold shower because I physically can't? Even when I'm in Mombasa and I'm sweating the melanin off my skin, I will continue to shower with boiling hot water. I want to feel like I'm living in Lucifer's anus. Okay, 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 okay. Let's start the episode here because I, I like to get the sexy things out of the way. If I don't, I'll be sliding off my seat by the end of the episode because all I'll be doing is thinking about the sexy thing that I want to talk about. So let's start here. <laughs> like a noodle on a leather couch. Can I do this today? Joshua Jackson, you must know him from Dawson's Creek. You not, must know him from my sexual fantasies. You must know him from the wonderfully nerdy show Fringe that I absolutely loved. That Joshua Jackson has some choice words for the internet trolls who lashed out at his wife, Jodie Turner-Smith. Now, if you don't know this, and I didn't know this before, and now I do, is that Joshua Jackson, queen of my heart, Joshua Jackson, is married to a black woman. A black woman that is a supermodel. <laughs> Can we all just take that in for a moment? It is the most wonderful news I have ever heard in my life. There is something about somebody dating somebody you didn't expect that makes me so happy. They look delicious together. If they're looking for a third, if they're looking for a two and a half, I am the person to call. My God. She has a buzz cut, delicious skin, a chiseled jaw, a black queen. <laughs> I cannot believe, I don't even know who I'm more jealous of. I can't, it's just too, it's too, I'm sliding off my seat again. <laughs> So the internet is going absolutely nuts and not because of the way that I'm going nuts, which is I'm just a horny, 
horny piece of shit, the internet is going nuts because Joshua Jackson shared the couple's adorable proposal story last month detailing that it was his wife who did the proposing while on New Year's vacation in Nicaragua. In a recent interview, Jackson shared more details about the proposal and also opened up about the backlash Turner Smith faced, aka his wife faced, after the untraditional proposal story went viral. So there were two proposals. Apparently he wanted to do the traditional one after. He said, yes, my wife did propose to me and yes, I did say yes. But what I didn't say in that interview was there was a caveat. <laughs> Why did I say it like I was British? Caveat. That there was a caveat. Caveat. Okay, now I'm just like, I'm tripping. I'll keep all versions of the caveat, 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 caveat. Whatever's correct, stick with it. Which is that I'm still old school enough that I said, this is a yes, but you have to give me the opportunity to do it too. <laughs> I don't know if that's sweet or if it's random. I, I'm just thinking with my vagina Aww. here and my vagina says, heck yes. Wonderful, beautiful, wow! I want to be a part of it. He continued, quote, She has a biological father and a stepdad who's the man who raised her. I said, you have to give me the opportunity to ask both men for your hand in marriage, and then I would like the opportunity to repropose those to you and do it in the old-fashioned way on a bended knee. I can tell you a situation where I'd enjoy you on your knees, Joshua. <laughs> Clean your mouth out with soap, Nadia. After sharing the complete story of the proposal, Jackson took the chance to respond to racist and misogynistic internet trolls who left negative comments uh, on her social media. He said, for anybody who's freaked out by a woman claiming her own space, shut the fuck Aww. up. Good God, you cannot believe the things people were leaving my wife on Instagram. She did it. I said yes, we're happy. That's it. That's all you need to know. Okay, many things are coming to mind. I love that he's defending his wife. If I personally were with Joshua Jackson or any other human being on earth and I proposed to them and then they said they wanted to propose to me too, I'd be like, okay, I guess we can ping pong back and forth until we perish. That's cool if you want to do that. But I would find it weird if they had to ask my my father for my hand in marriage because then I feel like I'm property you want to it's like oh look at me I'm walking around here there's my papa and then somebody's like oh I want to take you from your papa let me just sign this here piece of paper and buy this woman here with her woman face I just find it a little bit weird I don't think anybody should I mean to be fair I don't know maybe that's because I'm just not close with my father I guess if somebody asked my mother that would make sense I know somebody actually who went to propose to his future partner and it's a very conservative Arab community so you know there's the issue of having to speak to the parents but there's also the issue of dowry that they would have to pay then to the family or give to the family and the family members asked for so much money that this guy was almost unable to pay it and that's the craziest thing in the world because my understanding of dowry is that you're supposed to give something to it this is from a like Islamic point of view you're supposed to give the family the money so that that the woman has something of her own before she joins another family. I mean, it's to me, it sounds quite archaic and blah, 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 blah. But okay, I understand that point of view. But to ask for so much that the person who loves your child and wants to be with them and make a life with them can't afford it, that just seems like a business. 
And if that's the case, I'm going to start shooting out kids from my hoo-ha and then asking for like millions of dollars, tickets to go see Miley Cyrus, and some MDMA to take to the concert. Otherwise, you can't have any of my children. First of all, my children would be dank-ass little sh**. They would be mouthy, they would have Arab afros that you can't even tame. Ah, we've come full circle because that's also a Miley Cyrus song. Ayo! Is it, is it spoken word night? Is it poetry night here? Because I'm spitting bars, dog. Ow, that was my ankle. Oh, haram, I'm getting so old. A slice of royal history. Oh, 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 I hate this one. Is going up for auction later this month. Dominic Winter auctioneers will sell a 40-year-old piece of cake baked to celebrate Princess Diana and Prince Charles's wedding in 1981. Topped with the delicate white icing details and a sugar version of the royal coat of arms, the slice of marzipan weighs about 20 ounces. Oh, oh, I can already tell from the description of the cake alone and all the multisyllabic words that they're using that these guys are just bloody colonial racists. <laughs> Jesus, people are so obsessed with the royal family. They need to full on just suck my ethnic dick. Like, why? First of all, many reasons. Number one, that line, uh, that, 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 like, lineage is just full of taking what is not theirs. It's full of incest. It's full of absolute fuck. It's full of people dying from a common cold. What is so great about these people? I don't understand, but I'll continue reading it to you in a sexy voice. Oh, I think that was the end of the, I think that was actually the end of the description, but let's continue. The British auction house uh, notes that the decades old dessert is partially cracked and has slight damage to the shield of the crest, but otherwise appears to be well-preserved. Moira Smith, a staff member at the Clarence House, an employee of Queen Elizabeth, mother of Elizabeth II, received the slice of cake as a gift around the time of the wedding. Instead of eating it, she shoved it straight into her vagina. No, she didn't. <laughs> Instead of eating it, she carefully wrapped the delicacy and placed it in the floral cake tin with a handwritten label signed and dated 29781. Handle with care, Prince Charles and Princess Diana. Wedding cake. Oh my god, I'm gonna fucking vomit. In 2008, Smith's family sold the edible heirloom to a collector for an undisclosed sum. Now on sale once again. Ah, why? A car that Prince Charles gave to Princess Diana for their engagement recently sold for $72,000. That's £52,000. Um, I know for a fact it's not like the whole romance vibe that everybody's living for. It's the whole, you know, we murdered people's ancestors and we're still full on in charge. Maybe that's what people are, are finding amusing about this because from what I understand and what uh, Prince Harry understands, because he said that in an interview, Princess Diana was murdered because she was dating a brown man. And Prince Charles was like, uh-uh, not on my watch. So, I don't know. <laughs> as, a, as a person of similar descent sitting here, I just feel a little bit awkward when people 
are like, oh yes, I've never been to England before, but I lived in Nairobi when the British were here, and God knows it's much better when they're around. I'm like, um, <laughs> Pooja, can you look in the mirror for a second? Ah, uh, Kenyans that love the UK, y'all confuse me so fucking much. Moving on swiftly, I've been carrying this around in my back pocket for quite a while, just like the condom that I haven't used since last year. Jennifer Aniston has responded to criticism after revealing that she had cut friends out of her life for not getting the coronavirus vaccine. In a new interview, the morning show star described the unfortunate loss she'd experienced of friends whose views towards the vaccine had been swayed by fear and propaganda. My titties are sweating so much. The back of my knees are soaking wet. There's a large group of people who are anti-vaxxers or just don't listen to the facts, she said. It's a real shame. I've just lost a few people in my weekly routine who have refused or did not disclose whether or not they had been vaccinated. A lot of people just don't listen to the facts. Now, here's the thing. Somebody else came up on uh, her socials and, of course, put their big-ass nose into her business and said, If she's been vaccinated herself then why does she care if there are unvaxxed people around her? <laughs> um, motherfucker. do you know how science works? Jennifer Aniston came in real hot with this answer and said, quote, because if you have the variant, you are still able to give it to me. I may get slightly sick, but I will not be admitted to a hospital or die, but I can give it to someone else who does not have the vaccine or whose health is compromised or has a previous existing condition and therefore I would put their lives at risk. That is why I worry. We have to care about more than just ourselves. I, I think what I need to do is print out that answer and read it to myself every night before bed and math to it because I've never seen something more perfect. Anti-vaxxers. I said this yesterday in a conversation. If you do not believe in science enough that you don't want to get the vaccine, okay, that's completely fine. Sure, I cannot do anything to change your mind, but I do think that people should have to register with their local government and say, hey, I'm an anti-vaxxer. I do not want to and I will not get the vaccine so that when uh, you do get COVID, every establishment, every hospital, every every clinic, every doctor, your file will say that you are an anti-vaxxer and you've got the Rona and you will be low priority so that when people have pre-existing conditions or other people that are just generally sick, somebody gets hit by a car, all those people deserve care before you because they did not make a choice and allow themselves to get sick and you did. Can I get an amen? Now, the song Bang Bang isn't even that good, okay? But Jesse J was like, came bele bele and was like, I'm gonna talk about it. I'm gonna talk about how it's the best thing ever. Where is it? Ah, uh, here it is. Bang Bang was, this is according to Glamour Magazine. I'm not making this up, I swear. She said, Bang Bang was a song that already existed. I didn't write Bang Bang. Max Martin wrote Bang Bang and Ariana had been played it. I'd been played it and we both loved it. We just said, why don't we both do it? <laughs> 
Sorry, I don't know why I'm laughing at her. So Ariana stayed on the second verse. I recorded the first verse, then Nikki was plated in studio and was like, I've got to jump on this. We didn't get to her and ask. She wanted to do it. I'll never forget. I was in my bedroom in my flat in London and I got sent the version with Nikki on it. I just sat at the end of my bed holding my phone, staring at the floor going, how the fuck? Fuck did I land this? I literally felt like I won a competition. Nicki Minaj came back with this response. She said, Babe, at Jessie J, I didn't hear the song and asked to get on it. The label asked me to get on it and paid me. How would I have heard the song? What am I, the damn song monitor? <laughs> Snooping around for songs? This was said by another artist recently as well. Y'all gotta stop, love you, with a kissy face. Uh, and that's the point, is that people do not understand how much of a legend Nicki Minaj is. That woman has fed us for over a decade with absolute bangers. We must show her some respect, especially you, f- and Jesse J. On a relatively unrelated note, Jessie J 100% looks like she lives in 1800s England and she's at a pub and she's sitting there drinking ale and eating a loaf of bread. Like you've, once you think about it, you cannot unsee it. I wanna run through these ones quickly cause I don't really know how I feel about them, but I know I definitely don't feel the greatest. Travis uh, Barker and Kourtney Kardashian are together. Travis Barker was in a plane crash a while ago and he said that he's so in love with Kourtney Kardashian and he feels so safe with her that he might actually fly again and forget, not forget, but put aside his fears and his trauma and his PTSD and just kind of, you know, go for it. And a couple of months have gone by and he actually did get on a flight and there's a picture of the two of them kissing um, outside the airplane. I think that's crazy. For me, I thought initially I thought that wasn't a real uh, relationship. I thought it was just staged, but that's huge. And I, I don't know. That's the only thing that I have to report about them. Other than that, I don't really care. They're hardcore with the PDA, which is annoying to see, but it's also, I love it. I love that these two just want to fuck the shit out of each other. That's the only way I am going to be in a relationship with a human being is if it's like, I cannot keep my hands off of you. Nothing worse than seeing a tepid couple, you know? If you don't put, want to put the P in the V or the V on the V or the P on the P or the P on the A or all of the above, a little bit of the A and the O, you know, you name it. If you don't want any of that all the time, then why are we doing this? I guess other people have other priorities. <laughs> ah, moving on to Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. I swear to the sweet universe source and God above, whatever it is that you do and do not believe in, I had no idea who the fuck. Oh. Fuck Machine Gun Kelly was until he started dating the absolute smoke show that is Megan Fox. They also are heavy on the PDA. They literally look just like Travis Barker and Kourtney Kardashian. It's like somebody pressed two on the printer and they just came out. <laughs> I don't really care about their relationship. What I do care about is the fact that during Pride Month, Megan Fox came out and vaginas everywhere just immediately became waterfalls. What made me so happy is the fact that uh, Adriana Lima posted a picture of herself with Megan Fox side by side saying that they were twins and Megan Fox was like, yeah, 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 totes, but do you want to fuck? <laughs> Ah, I 
am completely here for that thirst. Also, Megan Fox and I have something in common. We both want to fuck. fuck people that look exactly like us. Is that narcissism or is that good taste? The baby and T.I. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. If you don't know this and you've been living under a rock or a really heavy titty, then the baby went up on stage and had uh, some homophobic slurs. He said uh, very awful things about uh, people with HIV AIDS, claiming that they're going to die within days and not really understanding how science and the body works. It was a very odd thing to say, and I can, cannot imagine what it was like to be in that crowd and be so fearful if you're part of any of those, uh, of those groups. So of course there was a lot of backlash and people essentially canceled him, dropped from a lot of music festivals, Spotify, Apple Music, took him off of Dua Lipa's song Levitating, things just kind of hit the fan in the most wonderful way possible because homophobia cannot be tolerated. Not in this day and age, man. Not, everybody knows enough to make proper decisions and you've made the wrong one. You gotta live with it. The worst part about this situation was, of course, people were completely... I mean, his fans must have felt like absolute shit. Aww. But not only that, T.I. came out of nowhere and essentially says that Lil Nas X, if he can be gay uh, or if he he can be queer in any way, then the baby should be allowed to be homophobic. And <laughs> that train of thought just shook me completely. That's literally like saying, if Nadia is allowed to be a woman of color, then I should be allowed to be a racist bigot. The reason that that doesn't work is that when your perspective is harmful to a whole group of people and pushes this perspective that allows people to be unkind to a group of people, to cause harm to a group of people, it's not okay. By you saying that somebody else can be a bigot and can be a racist means that when I walk down the street at night, I may not get home safe. I may not get home ever. And that's fu- fucking nuts. Words matter. Semantics matter. Entire, all this, every, all the things... <laughs> culture, everything is built on words and how we communicate. So I think it's completely ridiculous that T.I. would say something like that and people just need to get at the fuck together and be nicer to each other. If, if Lil Nas X wants to take some dick, dick, take some dick, dick, everybody loves to take a little bit of dick, dick, dick is good. Dick is nice. When Vanessa Williams said that she saves the best for last, I didn't know what she meant until this very moment because Benifer, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. I gotta talk about these two. I care very deeply about this situation and I don't know why. I think it's the nostalgia that's getting me here, but we need to discuss this. So I found an article in Vogue that was extremely over the top and very unnecessary. And those are two of my favorite things. So I thought I would read Iterate it to you verbatim. Let's start here. <clears throat> it was one of the most iconic images of the aughts, an image seared in the collective low cultural consciousness. Ben Affleck, Oscar winner, real life boyfriend of Jennifer Lopez, caressing Lopez's bikini bottom in 2002's Jenny from the Block video. Sure, Goodwill hunting was fine, but have you seen Ben Affleck's thinly veiled performance of himself in this four-minute short film? 
'Twas perhaps the most salacious instance of yacht PDA ever. Lopez and Affleck's reunion 19 years later had already infused the pandemic summer of 2021 with an air of delicious nostalgia, like a juicy jumpsuit for the soul. <laughs> Oh my god, that one got me good. <clears throat> like a juicy jumpsuit for the soul. But the fresh Benefer frenzy escalated over the weekend. Soon after the couple made their Instagram debut, they dared to recreate the salacious, oh, they used that word twice, I'm not a fan of repetition, salacious, butt-centric yacht shot of yore, sailing through for Jennifer Lopez's 52nd birthday. The questions swirling around Benefer 2.0 have never felt more urgent. What exactly is going on between the noted Gili stars? Is this real? A hologram? A PR stunt? Or all of the above? Proceed for theories. Theory number one, Benefer are really and truly in love. To remain unbiased in the study of Benology, one must allow for the possibility that Lopez and Affleck are, to quote Cheryl Horwitz, majorly, totally, but crazy in love. And for myself to quote, it takes two, over the fence, out of the park, World Series kind of love. That after decades apart, including engagements, marriages, children, and divorces, might I just add, through all of that, Jennifer Lopez's booty has stayed a hella cakey. I dream of bouncing quarters off that bad boy. The formerly engaged Ben and JLo imprinted on each other like twilight vampires and are now living their truth together. So that's a possibility. <laughs> Okay. Theory number two, Benefer are in love and totally toying with us. The recreation of the butt caress scene around the world bolsters the case of our second theory. As the New Yorker's Naomi Fry aptly put it on Instagram, they're playing us like a fiddle. A fiddle, I say. Once upon a time, Affleck and Lopez could fiend innocence. I think Jen and I made a mistake in that we fell in love, we were excited, and maybe too accessible. I didn't think either of us anticipated the degree to which it would take on a world of its own. But this one doesn't make any sense, because when JLo turned 52, she put up like six bikini shots, and the seventh picture was of them making out. Of course the internet was going to break. Back in 2002, the internet was about dial-up, and going on there to talk to strangers and asking them age, sex, and language or going on hotmail. Also, my hotmail when I was younger was soccer sushi because I loved both. I think that's completely fair. Please feel free to make fun of me. Doing it present day, of course that was going to cause a frenzy, so I don't know what these two are getting at. Theory number three, Benefer 2.0 is an elaborate PR stunt. This one is self-explanatory and I kind of believe it because if you really think about it, Ben Affleck recently was on the app Raya, you know the one, where celebrities and billionaires and millionaires get together and basically just Fuck the shit out of each other. You're there to sit. Is there somebody who's in the same financial bracket as you? And Ben Affleck matched with like a child, basically. She was 19 years old and she didn't believe that it was actually Ben Affleck. So he sent her a video saying, hey, it's me, Ben. Why did you unmatch me? And then uh, I think she posted it on socials and it went viral. And he was looking hell destitute and desperate. And Jennifer Lopez had the Love Don't Cost a Thing challenge last year where she basically asked people to throw their sh into the ocean. Everyone's like, number one, I don't even have jewelry to throw. We're in the middle of a pandemic. I'm poor, bitch. Oh. 
itch. And two, not everyone lives by the ocean and can just throw things into the sand like that. So she tried to do the challenge and nobody did it and it was super embarrassing. So I'm guessing their careers were going down the drain. I think it's a smart PR stunt and if that's what it is, these guys are so fucking smart. Because I also have boinked an ex before, but it wasn't for PR. Theory number four, Benefer contains multitudes, aka Benefer saved Bitcoin. Benefer represents the meld of nostalgia and optimism that we all need in order to navigate this new old neither world. Benefer is proof that we are in some weird alternate timeline, the implications of which time travelers of the future are tasked with undoing. Benefer is kindling a debate about capitalism. Benefer is a mirage, a projection of our cultural fears and anxieties, and also a blank slate. Benefer is whatever you want it to be. This is so funny. The way that Vogue describes Benefer there is exactly how I describe my vagina to people.